Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Brandon Bays, a presence of grace and truth. Brandon is one of the most dynamic, inspirational and innovative teachers in the field of personal growth, self-development and cellular healing. Known for her radical transformative work in the fields of cellular healing, emotional well-being and spiritual awakening, all inspired by the scientific findings of Deepak Chopra and Candice Pert. Brandon Known as international best-selling author of five books, one that went gangbusters globally, The Journey, and Journey work is translated into 23 languages and offering seminars in 44 countries. The powerful teachings of The Journey was born from Brandon's own experience and healing journey from a large tumour in just six and a half weeks without drugs or surgery. Over the last 18 years, journey work has grown organically and can be used by anyone in all areas of life to uncover and awaken a limitless potential and bring about healing, freedom, true fulfillment and abundance on all levels. Brandon is an authentic living example of her work, full of joy and energy with a natural love and gratitude for life. A true blessing to have her on the show. Sit back and let that healing energy surround you. So welcome to the show, Brandon Bays. How are you today? I am so delighted to be speaking with someone who has an Australian accent because I'm thrilled that I'm going to be coming to Australia and I consider it my second home. So I'll, uh, when I hear that Aussie accent, to me, it's, it's like music to my ears. It's so interesting. I don't find myself that I have an accent, but I love your accent. And I thought we better start recording <laughs> because we've been having some interesting conversations about Australia, which I love the way that you described Australia. It was just so perfect. And um, But for our listeners, why don't we start with maybe telling a little bit about you um, and what you do. Right. Well, um, for those of you who, who aren't f- familiar with my story, and uh, when I was 39 years old, and I'm 63 now, but I was diagnosed with a basketball-sized tumor, and part of the big gift of that tumor was not only did I heal in six and a half weeks' time, but I found a way for all of us to go on our own healing journeys where we can go inside the body and get access to what are called cell memories. 
And what we know about the cells inside the body is that they all replicate at varying speeds. And that uh, what is science has found is that when we feel a strong emotion and we repress it, it releases a biochemistry into our body, which will go to certain cell receptors and block those cell receptors, rendering those cells incapable of communicating with the rest of the cells in the body. And if over time illness happens, it happens where the cells are blocked. And so what the journey really does is it takes you on a journey inside your body to get access to these cell, these cells that have these old buried cell memories stored inside of them. And what has been found is when you have a chance to really uncover what's stored inside your cells, release the stored consciousness, come to a place of understanding and forgiveness, then when new cells are born, they're born devoid of that old consciousness as new regenerative cells. And so that was the real gift of my healing journey is I found a method for all of us to undergo our own healing journeys and to really get access to what's stored inside our body and go through a radical process of healing. Well, Brandon, I have to say that when I first read about your story, I couldn't wait to speak to you and get you on the show because I find it really fascinating how, A, you look at it as a gift, which I love, because it's 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 it helps you move forward rather than being stuck in the problem. Uh, you're looking at it as a gift, and so it's helping you move forward, but also did it, doing it in such a, to- a short time. And I think that was my curiosity, is how did you do it in such a short time? What led you to do it in such a short time? Well, you know, um, Catherine, uh, the, at that time, there was a lot of research going on in the field of cellular healing. And one of the things that we know is that the cells replicate at varying speeds. So, for instance, if you have a suntan, which we all should be getting, <laughs> actually, there's actually three different cancers that they're saying are now created because people are not getting enough vitamin D. And that it's vitamin D is actually a hormone that needs to feed your whole body. But anyway, what happens is, let's say you have a, a, a suntan and your tan fades. It's usually in about three weeks' time that your tan fades. Well, that's because the old cells have sloughed off and then they've been replaced by new regenerative cells. Our liver cells take six weeks to, to replicate and be completely all new cells Our stomach lining takes less than three days. I mean, the one that blows my mind are the eye cells, because when you touch your eyes, they feel firm, don't they? But actually, in less than 48 hours, in less than two days, you will have an all-new inner eyeball. So the old cells will fall away and be replaced by new regenerative cells. As a matter of fact, there won't be a single molecule in your body a year from now that was here today. But even though we know that the cells are always regenerating like this, and obviously my tumor was in my uterus, and we all know what happens once a month where the uterine lining is discarded and replaced. And so it would generally take four cells, I mean four weeks for those cells to you know, have been, for the lining to fall away as we have our courses, our, our periods every month. And so 
I knew that it's possible for the body to have a completely all new organ. And at that time, Chopra was one of the many scientists at that time. He was a medical doctor who was an endocrinologist. And he decided to do a radical thing. He decided he would amass case studies of people who had healed without drugs or without surgery. And he ultimately, he ended up first with hundreds and then thousands of case studies. And he found that he could only find two qualities that people who had healed had in common. One was that through some act of grace or spontaneous event, they actually got access to this that he called the infinite intelligence of the body, the part of you that makes your heart beat and your eyes shine and your hair grow, this that I call source. And the second quality that they had in common was that through some spontaneous event, they somehow got access to the actual cell memories that were stored in that part of the body. And if somehow spontaneously, not only did they access these buried cell memories, but they somehow released the stored consciousness there and let it go, when the new cells were born, they were born devoid of that old programming. Okay, so they were born completely free from that programming. And so they were born as new regenerative cells. Now, I at that time, in 1992, I was at the cutting edge of the alternative health field. I was certified in so many areas, it's not even worth going into. And, and yet I still ended up, even though I was living this hugely super healthy lifestyle, I ended up having this basketball-sized tumor. And I, it really re sent me reeling, as you can imagine, because I thought I was doing everything right. And so part of my healing journey lay in finding a way for all of us to go on our own journeys. Now, i got to tell you something. I'd studied with Chopra. I'd studied with all the scientists that were working during that time. But it's one thing to understand the science of how cells replicate. And it's another thing to have a method. And so this, the, my own healing journey, which I lay out in the book called The Journey, is, is really a six and a half journey, week journey, where I had to kind of throw away all of my hard-earned knowledge, all everything I understood about health. And I was invited by my soul to go on a radical healing journey and to really uncover what was stored inside me and to go through my own process of release and letting go, uh, understanding actually what was stored there and why and what my life lessons were and ultimately forgiveness. And something happened when I forgave. It was like I let go of all that baggage that I'd been carrying and my cells, obviously, were born as fresh, new, regenerative cells. And so the whole journey and the method is my, in my first book. But since that first book came out and became that massive international bestseller, I then began developing the work because I, I began to see what worked with people.
and what doesn't work with people. And so organically, the work just evolved and grew. And now there's multiple courses addressing every area of your life that you can undergo to liberate your life, to come home, to heal in every area of your life. So that's kind of in a nutshell what happened and why it was possible for me to heal in such a short time is because the uterine cells replicate within four weeks and I got to the consciousness that was stored in that, released it, let it go. So when the new cells were born, they were born as healthy regenerative cells. So this is work that now medical doctors are using and in hospitals and ministries for education are using and governments are using. And so it's work that that everyone should feel comfortable in undergoing. Wow, I'm uh, listening to you and just uh, my mind is going a million miles an hour right now. I have so many questions. So, Brandon, when you actually was going through that process, was that somebody guiding you or was that what you were talking about, connecting with higher self that guided you to work um, with your cell memories? It was originally a spontaneous opening into my soul and into a field of love, of peace, of presence. And it was at that deepest level at the soul that I was guided by my higher self, if you wish to call it that, to directly into the tumor. And when I uncovered the cell memories there, I thought, it cannot be this. It was uh, the cell memory of, of childhood abuse, and God knows, being in this field my whole life, having gone through eight years of therapy in New York City, having really uh, done all this work on myself, I had so put it all behind me. But it was almost like my mind, my ego was saying, you've got this handled. But my body and my soul were saying, wow, you may think you've got this handled, but you haven't really. And so the journey was born from my own direct opening and really meeting the issue and uh, not only just releasing, but coming into an understanding, what was my soul meant to learn through all of that? I mean, why did this all happen? It was quite brutal physical abuse that I underwent. And, and then when I just was spontaneously guided by my soul to finally forgive, it, it felt to me like that's when I let go of the tumor. It's almost up until then that I had been clinging to that tumor and my story of blame, oh, it was dressed up as compassion and acceptance of my past. You know, being a therapist, of course, mm -hmm. I had this whole noble identity of having come to terms with my past, having, having you know, come to understand it, having acceptance about it that I've long since put it behind me. But when I opened my heart to genuinely, wholeheartedly forgive, I had to face down a lifetime of pride dressed up as blame. I mean, dressed up as compassion. And when I fully forgave with all my heart, 
it's what it was I was it was as if I let go of the whole thing the whole baggage I was finally free you know people think you do forgiveness for the other person Uh uh-uh you're doing the forgiveness because that's when you release the whole consciousness and you say okay it's over my blame game is finally over and so it was three and a half weeks after I underwent that spontaneous process that I was in Cedar Sinai Hospital a very famous hospital here in, in, in LA and they took 43 pictures of my uterus, and I was diagnosed to be textbook per- perfect clean, completely tumor-free. And so that was the original work, and I had a feeling it was happening to me for a reason, that maybe we were at a time in history. We, were, we as human beings, were ready to participate in our own healing journeys and get to the emotional root cause of what had put our patterns in place, put our blocks in place, our our illness in place. And so the rest is, as you know, history. And uh, I, I, you know, this teaching of this being guided by your own soul, the inner guru, has been evolving the work over the years. And I always say to everyone at the seminars, when you come to a seminar, actually, I can't teach you anything. Part of your healing journey is you uncover your own truth. You find out your own cell memories. You go through your own process of release, your own understanding. You get your own wisdom and your own forgiveness. And even if I did know what your issues are, part of your healing journey lays in you liberating yourself and coming home to the truth inside yourself, to the love, to the authentic self that's always been here. So it's really uh, a very in-depth work, which you, I'm, I'm saying to people, it's not about the guru on the outside. It's about discovering the master within yourself, the guru within yourself, and coming home to who you really are. Well, I, I um, what I was going to say before too, as you were speaking about um, not blaming, it's it's so much more powerful when you own it and you're accountable because it makes, or I believe, that you can then work with it rather than when you blame or find excuses for it. You're then in that victim mentality, and it's it's harder to work with. So I'm curious, and I'm sure that our listeners, as they're listening uh, um, to your speaking, and it's how would they, for example, for somebody that doesn't really understand, is not on a spiritual path, for example, but has either had a similar journey or knows of somebody else, uh, what exactly, like for the six and a half weeks for you to go through that healing journey, 
What exactly did you do? Did you meditate every day? Did you go into your heart chakra? Did you go into your tumor and and work through that? Because there's also this thing with Vipassana, which I'm sure you know of Vipassana, where they actually go through the whole body. And it's like doing a body scan. And when there's a block, you actually work through that. What is that block? What is that emotion? Whatever, whatever that may be. Is that so? What process did you go through to help shift that in such a quick time? Well, for me, um, first of all, because I was training all these fields, I fields. Once I got the diagnosis, and um, I, I had the prognosis, and I went to an integrative medical doctor who was a surgeon. And she told me I needed to get in hospital that day because I was bleeding internally and I could die very quickly. And I needed to have it surgically removed. And I begged, I said, listen, I'm, I'm a medical hypnotist. I do NLP. I do homeopathics. I'm a master herbalist. I, I'm a kinesiologist. I, you know, I've done just about every kind of therapy that's out there. If through one of the areas of you know, alternative therapy, I can get the bleeding to stop. How much time can you give me? And she said, well, if you can get the bleeding to stop over the next three days, she said, I'll give you a month. But if you are not significantly healed in a month's time, you need to come back here and let me do what I knew how to do, which is to surgically remove it. And I can remember I walked out of her her offices, which I'd moved from New York City to down to uh, Malibu, California. And her offices were in downtown L.A. And I got to tell you something. I was with my best friend. And my heart was pounding through the roof. And my mind was going a million miles a minute. And, you know, I was terrified for my life. And I already knew that I was living, breathing, doing everything. I believed in organic food, uh, 100% vegetarian, 70% of it fresh and raw, 30% of it uh, cooked. I was, I was working out every day, meditating every day. I was, um, uh, and not more important than all those things, I was in a marriage I felt deeply blessed to be in, beautiful family life. I was, uh, you know, at that time giving the Living Health Seminar for Tony Robbins, so passionate about giving people the tools to create vibrant vitality. And so the reason I'm telling you all of this is because I was doing everything that was available to us at that time. And I still got a basketball-sized tumor. And I walked out of her offices, and my heart's pounding through the roof. And there was this mimosa tree in front of me. And I hadn't even seen this tree when I walked into her offices. And my mind's going a million miles a minute. And I looked up at this tree, and it has these golden blossoms that look like golden rain. And I was just absolutely arrested, stopped by the beauty of this tree. And as I looked at this tree, it was like my thinking mind just started to wind down. And out of nowhere, waves of gratitude overwhelmed me. Gratitude for seeing the beautiful yellow blossoms, just for smelling a fragrance, for gratitude for being allowed to breathe, 
And as I looked at this tree, my mind stopped. And I had what is called a Sartori moment, where it's almost like time becomes timeless. And my mind just stopped. And out of nowhere came a gut knowing somehow I would be guided to heal. And it was at that time I was so grateful for all the work going on in the field of cellular healing. And I knew that somehow part of my journey would lay in getting access to these cell memories that were stored inside my tumor. But at that time, there was no method out there. And yet I had a knowing that somehow I would be guided. And I didn't know what that would be. And so I did everything that I could. I went on to 100% fresh and raw fruits and vegetables. I cleansed. I did herbs for cleansing. I got colonics every other day, massages every other day. I did cranial visceral work. I did emotional release work. I did breath work. I was meditating, guided visualization, uh, doing just about everything that was available. And I was three weeks into my healing journey and I was looking radiant, just glowing from all this work I was doing. And yet my stomach was still stretched, hard as a rock, taut as a drum. And I was beginning to panic because I knew in a week and a half time I was going to have to go back to that doctor and let her do something that didn't feel right for me. And I called an oncologist friend of mine in, in Berkeley, and I told him, listen, I'm wanting somehow to get to the emotional root cause of this. And he said, I said, do you know anybody that can help me get to the emotional root cause of the cell memories? And he said, you know, I don't know anybody who's doing any work out there, but I go to a massage therapist here, and I sometimes have emotional release work happening during that time. So I flew up to Berkeley. And I was lying on the table, and this is actually what happened to me, Catherine, is I was lying on the table, and here I've been certified in so many fields of health, and yet nothing I did worked. And the truth of the matter is, I felt myself to be an abject, out-and-out failure. And I tried everything that was available at that time, and nothing worked. And something inside of me, it just gave up. I stopped fighting. I stopped analyzing. I stopped trying to fix it. I stopped looking for answers. Something inside of me just gave up. And something deeply surrendered inside. And as I was just allowing for once in my life, I wasn't reframing the feeling of being an abject out-and-out failure. I wasn't changing it, fixing it. I was just allowing it. And as I lay there getting a massage and these feelings of being an out-and-out failure came, something inside of me just let go. And I fell into a feeling of profound hopelessness and despair. And I thought, you know, I don't even know what questions to ask anymore. I don't know what answers to seek anymore. I don't even know what methods to look for anymore. 
Nothing I've done has worked. And I didn't even fight the hopelessness. And as I just let the hopelessness happen, I fell into the core of the hopelessness, into a helplessness. And I didn't even fight that. And when I let go in the helplessness, I fell into this field of black nothingness. And I didn't even fight that. I just let go. And as I was lying there getting this massage, it's just like everything was black. And then pinpricks of light started coming through this black nothingness and suffusing it. And that suddenly and unexpectedly, I ended up opening into a field of love, of peace, of innocence, of not knowing anything. But it was a presence that was pervading all of existence. And it was while resting in this presence of the soul, the infinite, that our prayer road rose, please let me be guided. And I was guided inside that tumor. And when I uncovered the cell memories there, I didn't believe it, it cannot be this memory. I've so got this handled. But I went through anyway, work that I'd done before, and releasing was stored there, really going through, experiencing the emotions and releasing them, speaking the words I didn't get a chance to say at that time, and really letting go of the whole stored consciousness. And at the end of that process, I asked, am I complete? And the love, the peace of the room, this presence just said, no. And again, I was plunged into despair. And I just let go in that devastation and fell back into this love, this peace this isness, this stillness. And it was there another prayer arose. How? How to complete? And one single word arose. Forgiveness. And immediately I thought, oh, that can't be the answer. I mean, I, mean, I already understood about all of this. I'd already long since come to a place of acceptance of this uh, brutal abuse. And it's like my mind was saying that, but my body and my soul said, you have nothing to lose by forgiving. forgiving. And so I opened my whole heart, my being, and I forgave wholeheartedly. And it was then during that time that I realized that that tumor had never been clinging to me. I'd been clinging to it. And I re realized that 30 years of a blame game dressed up as compassion and acceptance was finally over. Now, it wasn't a week and a half later, but it was three and a half weeks later that I ended up in Cedar sinai Hospital. And we all know what happens 
how the how fast the uterine cells replicate. And so my journey really lay in nothing. No teaching that was available out there. It lay in finding a method for all of us, not as an idea or as a pretty theory or as a notion or a concept, but as a direct living experience that you open into the enlightened awareness, the love, the peace that is your own essence. That love that pervades all of the universe and is part of the fabric of the universe. And it's at that deepest level, at the level of your own essence of the soul, that's where you turn the torch on inside. And you go on your own internal journey of uncovering what's stored inside the body and going through your own personal release and letting go and forgiveness. And so this ability to open into the enlightened awareness that is your soul as a direct experience going down through the emotional layers is one of the hallmarks of what the journey is. It's the only method I actually know out there that does that. And it's at that deepest level that all the transformation happens. So it's very um, profoundly exposing work, Catherine, and very deep. And yet it's work that doesn't require you have it beyond any spiritual path. You know, I, I work, um, I'm going to Israel in a week's time, and I was invited there by the rabbis of the Jewish tradition because they think that this is a universal teaching. I work with governments and ministries of education, and everyone is capable of opening into their own essence. Everyone is capable of going through their own healing, and everyone's capable of healing regardless of your background. So what I'm hearing and what I'm understanding is from the, obviously from your experience, and I love the fact that you call it a gift because everything I really believe in our life happens for us, not to us, and for a reason. And uh, obviously you are sharing this knowledge and teaching all over the world. And from what I heard from what you just shared just now was really about surrendering and letting go, um, which is, is we so often when things happen to us or for us, however you want to label it, we so often uh, try to control the outcome or uh, get in the way um, of how we can do this when in reality it's, it's like you're saying, surrender, let it go. And once you connect, once you let it go, you're letting go of all those layers of the layers of trying to work towards fixing something up. And therefore, you once you get to that place, it is about forgiving because you can see that then you get to that place where, um, you know, for your, in, your, in your case was the tumor where you could actually look at those uh, memory cells and um, and identify where they came from and were able to forgive at such a deep level that you healed yourself in such a short time. That's that's extraordinary. It is true. I I I think that we're all trained to kind of try to fix or reframe or fight or change or 
whatever, what's here. And in my case, that, as you say, the surrender, but it was also the willingness to open into the emotions and go down through the emotional layers. Because what I found, Catherine, is that we all of us have a surface layer that we're showing to the world. But as you go deeper and deeper, you contact deeper layers of deeper emotions. And ultimately, when you fully let go into the core, the deepest of those, you end up opening into your own soul in a, in a, in this that I call source into this infinite boundless field of love that is your essence. And I often give a metaphor to describe it, that we all of us come into this world as this radiant, shining diamond. But unfortunately, through the course of life's pains and trials, this this love, this peace, this enlightened awareness that we came in as, it it gets covered over with a series of lies and shutdowns and hurts and pains. And then when we get to be adults, we cover the whole mess of all these layers over with this bright, shining, polished veneer, this mask that we present to the world that we say, oh, I've got it handled, I'm an adult, I'm reliable, responsible. And then what happens if we're very lucky is a wake-up call comes where we decide we're going to get real and we crack through this hardened veneer. And we end up going down through the layers of all the lies, all the pain, and all the shutdowns. And ultimately, we end up opening into that original love, that field of peace, that enlightened awareness that we came into, came in as when we were first born. As as a matter of fact, scientists found that when you're a tiny infant, You feel yourself to be a field of presence, of awareness, where you are connected to everything so that when mother's hand comes before your eyes, you experience mother's hand as part of yourself. That's how at one we feel with the whole universe. And that is your own essence. And what the journey guides you to do is to surrender down through the emotional layers until you open into that infinite enlightened awareness that you came in as. And it's at that deepest level that then you're guided to release what's stored in the cells and to forgive. So yes, it's, it's, it's really an invitation from your own soul to come home to who you really are, to who you've always been, to this that you came in as. And I feel like most of us feel like a a longing to come home to this authentic truth of who we really are and not to just dance on the surface as this mask or mold that we're presenting to the world. And so the journey allows you to do that. And surrender is the key. That and humility. That and humility. The willingness to recognize I do have stuff stored in here. So the journey will take you through a step-by-step process for those that have never done any any form of meditation, self-discovery, any inner healing, any sort of internal reflection. Um, would they be able to get that process through the journey, your book? 
Yes, they can. They can get that process. And usually when people read the book, and there's a fierce longing then to undergo the work, and the work is done in pairs. So someone is reading the, you know, the emotional journey, the physical journey script to you. So it will be done with a friend, or better still, when people recognize the power and the potential of what can happen with the work, they usually then feel called to have the support of going to an in-depth seminar. And I'm giving a, a journey for women, and, and it's solely for women. As a matter of fact, we will have only uh, women journey practitioners supporting it. So for every two couples that are working together, there'll be one journey practitioner who's gone through a year-long training and is living this work in their life with their clients. And so it's an, it's an embrace of support and depth of love and experience. And, and I'm actually in Sydney uh, for the first time ever. I, I developed the journey intensive for women uh, because I realized that there was a way that we are able to open together when it's just us, when it's just females together. And there's specific female related issues that we feel free to expose and with this great embrace of support. And so I gave that for the first time after 20 years of offering journey work. For the first time I gave it in Slovakia in September. And uh, in a couple of weeks time I'm going to be in Israel and I'm going to give it there. And then for the first time ever in Australia I'm going to be giving it in Sydney in the last weekend of, of January, the first weekend of, of February. And it's a real in-depth immersion where we're going to not only undergo the emotional journey, the physical journey, all the advanced skills that will support you in doing the work in your life, but we're going to also have a, a focus on really liberating the divine feminine, allowing the truth of who you really are in your in your essence to live your life and to feel free to be holy yourself, authentically yourself, and to also heal the woundedness that's there and the shutdowns that we've shut down to our own femininity. And so to really leave the journey intensive for women, feeling free to be holy, however your divine female essence shows up. So yes, people read the book, they do it from the book with a friend, and often they feel they want the latest up-to-the-minute work, and they actually want the support of journey practitioners and myself to really feel they can just relax and dive in and undergo the work. Sounds beautiful. So we'll definitely have that on uh, all social media feeds uh, and uh, definitely see you in Sydney. So, Brendan, what we do as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our women of inspiration to leave three golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be your top three golden nuggets that you would like to leave our, for our listeners today? Well, the first one is know that you are already free. You are already whole. You came in as enlightened awareness. All of the journey can do is strip away, strip away the lies and the shutdowns, the veils that obscure that. But who you are is already free and whole. 
The second is to, instead of running away from our emotions and pushing them away or smoking them away or drinking them away or getting on Facebook or Googling or anything to, to avoid our emotions, if you have a strong emotion go up, come up during the day, I suggest that at nighttime you go to bed and you just welcome to allow the emotion to come up easily and naturally in your body. You don't have to do anything to fix it. Just allow emotion. Because what happens is if we feel a strong emotion and we repress it, it releases that biochemistry in our bodies. That goes to the, the cell receptors and it does its damage. And so I'm really recommending that instead you, you really welcome your emotions. You learn to befriend your emotions. So that's the second nugget. And the third one is to use this talk that we've had today as your wake-up call. I don't want you to have to go through what I went through, that you wait until life throws an anvil at your head and says, wake up, it's time to come home. That you use today's talk as a wake-up call to undergo your own journey, to find out your own truth, and to come home to who you really are, to the love, the joy, the freedom, the peace that you already know is in your essence. The journey can't give you anything. All it can do is subtract away those shutdowns, those blocks, so that you can be at home in your own essence. And so that's what's my prayer for you. Three golden nuggets. Know that you're free and whole. Befriend your emotions. And use this call as a wake-up, this talk as a wake-up call to begin your journey home. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm just so um, captured and hypnotized by this whole, the way you speak, your tone, the way, your whole story. It's just so inspiring it's so moving and i love the the one on the emotion because quite often we do repress our emotions or try to remain composed when they come up and especially if you're in a public environment it's how sure. do you i mean i like i always say embrace don't ignore your emotions they come up for a reason and don't repress them because you just they'll come up eventually or as you say you're actually um, you know, activating your, your cell receptors. But I, I think that from um, that, that's a really a powerful one that we, I think we uh, need to practice more often because some don't show emotions, some repress emotions, some control emotions. But what you're saying is allow them to come up, feel them, embrace them, dance with them. But yes. So what about if, if an example, some, an emotion of anger comes up? Absolutely. It's natural for anger to come up. And my suggestion would be not to react and if it comes up around someone else, to explode at them and spew all over them and make them responsible because you're feeling angry and just, you know, project all over them. My suggestion would be, is if you're angry about something, is to recognize, again, this is a wake-up call. So just stop 
breathe and be present. If it's appropriate at that time, go to your room or wherever you can be quiet and just ask, what is this anger defending against? Because anger is a defense. And usually beneath the anger is a deeper emotion, like devastation, hurt, fear. And so if anger were to come up for me, I'd go, and it had a story attached. They shouldn't have done this, and they're doing this, and la, 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 la. All those stories are an avoidance strategy (laughs) of me feeling what's here. So I say, if I take the anger out of the picture, what's the real emotion here? And really open then and allow that emotion to come. Now, the truth of the matter, if, if you really allow emotion to come, it will come and it will go. But if you repress it, it just gets buried inside those cells and it's going to have to come up at some later stage. And I pray not as an illness, mm. you know, and, but my prayer is to open, open into the emotions. Now, you may find if you really allow the emotions, you'll be carried to a deeper emotion in the core of that and in a deeper emotion in the core of that that and you may end up spontaneously like i did opening down through the emotional layers into your own essence into your soul and it's at that level at the level of the soul you can then ask okay what was really going on here in this argument i was happening having because emotions are actually the gateway to your soul Mm. and they are your greatest friend your greatest gift and it's only at the soul level that i like to facilitate change Uh, that's at that level that i like to find out okay what was really going on here what was i defending against feeling what do really needs to be communicated here and you can really even you know set up a little campfire and put yourself there and ask yourself to have a voice and speak to you. And really learn from yourself what was really going on. Now, if you're in a, a, a job environment and your boss yells at you, that is not appropriate to be go into a reaction mode and fight back. We all know that. Mm-hmm. So what I would suggest doing is going off to the loo and just breathing and opening and telling your body, I will Meet this later today at an appropriate time in an appropriate space. But I would ask the question without this anger and upset, who am I really? What is my essence? Who am I? And I would just keep asking, who am I? And that will draw you into a sense of peace, of stillness. And your body will know you're not going to ignore it. You're going to care for it later when you have an appropriate time where you're alone and can really welcome the emotion and just open into the love. Oh, wow. So, Brandon, I can't thank you enough for your time and energy, and I know our listeners are just going to love this interview. How can our listeners find more about you? Well, um, we have uh, thejourney.com, obviously, and I actually don't know what the journey AU is, um, that, 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 um, that particular thing, but perhaps you'll have it on your, on your um, uh, website that you're using for this. Yes. Um, 
but the journey.com is our international one. And as I told you earlier, we work in 48 countries. The work is translated in 27 languages. And so there should be on the international website, the journey.com, you should be able to find a little um, icon there for Australia and there and, and for New Zealand. And so there you can, can uh, go into, into that and, um, and find out the schedule and more about the journey. Our journey office is there. Phone numbers you can call. Journey practitioners you can see. Uh, you could find. I've written um, six books now, and um, but the journey is that classic one that everybody reads first, and that's what calls them on their journey to into themselves. So. Please uh, get online. There's beautiful journey practitioners in Australia. Do work with them. Get the book. Uh, do work with friends. And if you're really feeling your heart is called to really liberate your life in every way, then I look forward to seeing everyone at the Journey for Women. Men, sorry, not this time. <laughs> uh, uh, that will be happening in Sydney in the last weekend of January. I highly recommend everyone should go and check out Brandon Bays. Um, she's an amazing, incredible, extraordinary woman. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and energy. Thank you. And I love, love, love being on the show with you, Catherine. And I look forward to meeting you in person when okay. next we come together. Absolutely. I can't wait. Thank you so much. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.